Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Knots NFT's Chill Space, hosted by B Bands. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, I'm just uh, waiting for uh, the Knots guys to come in. They'll be in shortly. And I've invited everybody in the room to speak. This is just a chill space, so please feel free to just uh, come in and hear and chill and chat. Hey, hey, hey. Hey there, how are you? Oh shit, just slammed on my day job. Lost in spreadsheets and numbers. Life is great. Hey, hey, sounds like fun. It uh, really gets me off, yeah, loving it. Right. I'm gonna invite everybody to speak. Uh, if you can't, just decline it and I'll just go on to the next. I'm just, is, this is just a chill space. Rusty might cover some stuff, but we're just here to hang out with everybody. Joe, what's up, bud? Not much, man. Just, uh, I don't know if it's morning, afternoon, or night, so just good day to everyone. Good, whatever. <laughs> awesome, it's yesterday morning for you. Yeah, good Lord. I got, yeah, I had, a, I had a rough night last night. Oh, yeah? Staying up all night or what? A lot of... Yeah, I, I, forgot, of... I forgot how it is, you know? <laughs> You've been out of the game for a while, right? Yeah, I mean, and and my other one that's three, the first six months was a blur, so I don't I don't really remember. So now I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, if the baby has hiccups, I lose four hours of sleep. Now I remember. Oh man, <laughs> yes, I we had hours. We did the what a uh, year and a half between. I just have two, and we did a year and a half, and it was. Nice because you never got out of the groove of it. It kind of sucked at the same time, but now, you know, it's it's all easy as they get older, right? So I get it worked yeah. out. I yeah, I, I don't know what's going on right now. Let, let, the, up until last night, everything was good, but you know, just uh, there's no routine the first couple of weeks, at least, and uh, that's how it is. But at least um, this this kid, everything was perfect at the hospital. They kicked us out early, and um, now we're home. So. Nice. Nice. Well, that's the most important thing, man. So hopefully in the next few weeks, you'll start getting into the groove of things or the baby will start getting into a nightly habit of sleeping. I got to uh, order her a ledger and start throwing some crypto her way. Well, now's the time, man, because the market sucks. So yeah, (laughs) I got stacked up right now. Like a month ago, well, I would say like three weeks ago, I set a bunch of limit orders on Kraken and Coinbase, and any of those limit orders that trigger, I'll just send it to the new, the new ledger. I got limits for Adam, Juno, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, Matic, just like the ones that I think will still be relevant next bull cycle and the, and that'll start off for a ledger. I think actually my my Juno limits have hit 
Oh, some of them, some of them. I have, I have, I have limits going way down just in case there's like a crypto catastrophe, which there always could be, you know? No, absolutely. Any, any second now it could be, but it's, I seldom even look at my portfolio anymore because it's just depressing and it's just, eh, whatever's in there. I just, it'll hopefully bounce back. So I just keep stacking and seeing what the hell happens, but uh, yeah. it's been pretty depressing. Yeah, yesterday I focused, I had a bunch of um, dry powder in my IRA for some reason. So I saw uh-huh. huge, huge dips, just picked up some index funds, but also some grayscale crypto funds. And uh, there you go. This weekend I'll look at my my limit orders and just make sure I'm good there. And, you know, I wouldn't mind all my limit orders hitting, even though it would make um, Twitter even more depressing than it is. <laughs> oh yeah. And my 401k at my job, I look at that every once in a while and that's depressing too, because, Oh my God, you know, for a while it was like, I was up 30%, you know, year over year and it was just going nuts. But, uh, it seems like I've been losing all of that lately. Oh, yeah. You know, for the teachers, we get um, one of our options for our retirement fund. You know, we have all these different, like six different yep. index funds. One of the options is a 7% fixed return fund. And that's where I have like 90% of my stuff. And um, so I lost out a little bit in like 2018 to 2020, basically. But now it's, I'm glad I had it in there because I'm going to start moving it back into you know, I guess it's like a regular SPY type fund. I'll start moving it back into there starting a quarter one of the next year. And you can't really make trades, right? I, I, every, everything I put in, it takes a full quarter to, to go through. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you guys real quick, Lord Elon is under federal investigation over the Twitter deal. Just FYI. The Lord yeah, I, Elon. Think, uh, I think going forward for the rest of my life, 95% of all the news is going to be an investigation of some sort that leads to nowhere. I'm and just we'll saying do- it's the Lord Elon from Twitter and we're in the Twitter space. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have no opinion of him buying Twitter, although Twitter is my biggest individual stock holding. So what's, what's, what's been going on y'all? It's been a busy, busy week for me and not crypto wise, just day job. Actually, they want me to actually do work, which I don't really appreciate, but got to pay the bills. So what's going on with you, B-Bands? I don't know. I've just been bebopping around, doing the same thing over and over (laughs) and over again, reading news, freaking um, taking my daughter to basketball, just really really proud of myself that i don't have any solana nfts um just things like that you know <laughs> wait what, what happened with solana i have oh a couple go ahead what was that I, I have a couple solana nfts what happened so for uh they, they got a hundred million dollar hack which you know so did bnb but they saved seven million dollars of it, but still a hundred million is a hundred million. So they had a mango, mango Mac, atta- uh, mango market was attacked. Then they had this like hack recently with like phantom wallets that were set up um, to steal crypto. There was another oh, hack yeah. with that, and then they had ten. So they've had since inception, they've had ten network outages, ten. And I think it's nuts because. Um, after this, they're like, okay, since this happened, now we're going to create a layer two solution and we're going to call it 
fire, fire dancer, some shit like that. It's weird. But that's all. I mean, I have my like little list of Solana things. See, I, I, don't, I don't have any Solana, but I have a couple NFTs that I just like. And um, I actually don't mind the network outages at all, to be honest with you, because it's everything is so new and their consensus mechanism is a lot different than other proof of stakes, it seems. So I'm like, you know what? Let them work that out. And maybe in two years, they become very attractive to high volume trading and maybe like micro micro transaction type trading with bots because it's so cheap and fast. But I mean, Raul said, I mean, Raul Paul is into him. He's he's saying that this is a good play. So, I mean, everyone's kind of following that, too. Well, if you really look at it by market cap, they're cheaper than Cardano. And, and um, you know, if, if, you, if you're just looking for straight up speed, you, Solana is going to be on that short list of where you want to put some money. I don't have any Solana tokens. I, I just have, um, I think I have four NFTs that I really like over there. Some project that uh, they're, um, they're backed by like, a, like an actual video game company. Or, or AR, I should say AR company. So I, 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 I don't really watch it that closely, but uh, yeah, the outages, I don't mind, but the, the hacks are just horrendous. Like there, there's um, every hack just makes me happy that most of my effort and, and funds are in IBC. But there is, I mean, there is a vulnerability in IBC that was just found because of all these hacks that were happening they did a little extra check and apparently at 1400 hours today, they're going to release a, a fix for this um, IBC issue that, um, you know, they, they, they found. Well, I'm happy they found it and not like the fire stake validator first, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, you, you know, when, when that, when that exploit happened on osmosis, I was actually in their telegram for some reason, like there was like 10 people in the telegram and I got pulled into that maybe like a week before that exploit. And I was watching it like unfold on telegram as it was happening. Like I woke up in the morning and all this chat was like, what do we do? You know, we, we had like 50 bucks and now we have like 2 million and, and they were, they were literally going back and forth in the telegram as if it was private. And I was in there and I'm like, Hey, what, what did you just do? And, the, the, and the, they explained it. And um, they said, we're going to apologize and return the money. I'm like, well, if you apologize, it's not going to go over well either way. So maybe you just return the money and not do a big apology thing. And they, they did it anyway, and it, it didn't go over well. So they, they, knew, they knew that they were not going to be able to validate on any chain again, though. They kind of were up all night. But that, that was a very strange exploit, I felt like. Yeah, that was odd. That's odd that they were just sitting there bantering back and forth on there. Uh, yeah, like they, they seemed very nice up until that point. I was in the Telegram for like a week, and I don't even remember how I got in there. But there was like ten people, and I must have been just asking them questions. Like I, I usually like bother people. I, anyone that knows more than me, I just bother them. I'm just like, hey, what is this? How does this? Win? And they must have just put me in the Telegram, and uh, and then like not even a week later that that this this happened. And um, basically, what what happened was, from what they said was. They found it accidentally and then just kept going with the exploit. And then initially they were like, hey, we got $2 million. Do you want to like disappear, walk away? And then they were like, no, like everything is on these wallets that we can obviously will come back to us. And like, well, then we have to give all the money back. 
yes, how do we do it? And they, they basically reached out to Osmosis team and uh, decided to return the money. But what they were telling me was, what they were saying in the, in the telegram was, other people were doing, were, were doing the exact same thing they were doing, but by accident, that's how bad the exploit was. So like regular swaps were, were causing this like to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, that was a, that was pretty sad, but I, I feel like as a validator, if you like figure that out, like you gotta like just bring that to somebody's attention, not fuck around with it till you get $2 million. Sorry for my cursing, but like, I mean, like no, from, what, from what they told me, they were like, you know, it was like two guys with kids. And obviously if you get, if you run up that much money is such an easy way. You're obviously thinking like, wow, I could move anywhere I want. I could not work for a while and, you know, maybe not work for a decade. If I play my card, you know, they, they ran through all the options and, and it was just, it was interesting. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. It's human nature. You, you figure out something and you get a large sum of money and you're like, Oh wow. What can I do? But you know, it just kind of sucks. Like you, you, you put yourself in a bad position when you start thinking that way. <laughs> oh yeah. You're, you're basically rationalizing, right? You think you're using logic, but you're not. And you're, you're, you're basically assuming no one's going to miss the money at first. You're like, Oh yeah, people, they'll just eat this. Two point whatever million dollars, I guess, and let me transfer it back to a centralized exchange, and then let me deposit it in my bank account. No problem, no problem. Uh, oh yeah, that's it's got to be tough, man. I mean, obviously, you said they were like working through the logic or what they thought was the logic, but yeah, that's tough. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't be sitting there doing the same thing and thinking, well, screw all this damn NFTs and sitting here waiting for Juno to go to a hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe I just disappear and head to mexico with the wife and kids and let it ride i'll tell you see, see i live in new york so two million dollars i wouldn't be able to quit my job <laughs> I would, unless i move far away so i would i would have like all right two million dollars you know after i pay the taxes cool i don't have to work summer school anymore but i can't just like leave my job <laughs> maybe i could retire in a couple of years if i play play it right but if you live somewhere like Mexico or like I've, I spend a lot of time in um, Southeast Asia, even for like a hundred thousand dollars, you could, you can get by for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, I live in New Jersey. So it's like houses are going for like 500 K that are like 1300 square feet. So <laughs> yeah, so they are. same. In that's where, where I, where I live, it's like, uh, like in the neighborhood where I live, I, we rent the second floor of a house and um, the other houses in the neighborhood, roughly 1300 square feet is about the average for houses that have not been remodeled since they were first built. And at the peak of COVID, they were going like in the mid sevens and they need to work because a lot of the houses that are built where I live are built like in the, I would say like forties, fifties, like they're, they're post world war two suburbs that were built like we, we where i live it's kind of near that original levittown so it's it, 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 the house prices were bonkers bonkers you guys got to come to the country man you get <laughs> you got to come up in the country with the amish people in the mountains <laughs> you get yourself a nice get little myself little a horse and buggy you know some candles i'll be good <laughs> I'll, I'll get my cats to run on a little generator okay. and i'll have my computer you're, and charge my phone you're only two hours away from the nearest mall. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Do you have a Walmart? Yeah, but you can also order things. I mean, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> you you need the human interaction of a uh, of a Walmart close by though to make you feel better about your life. Man, choices. listen, where I live, the Walmart is like. If you guys saw that website, uh, people of oh, Walmart yeah. back in the day, I love that. That's how. That's <laughs> that's how sometimes it can be in my Walmart. That's that's <laughs> everyone. That is not a good place to to shop in the store. Like if if I order, I probably put in like. I would say like six to seven hundred dollars a month worth of Walmart orders through their website. I think that their app is way better than Amazon. And if I get something that I have to return, I, I it like it gives me this like sinking feeling like I have to go inside the store and talk to one of their employees. Like that's like the worst feeling with, with Walmart is like, wow, customer service. They hire people that nobody would hire ever. It's it's amazing how the whole store functions that way. So I'm just means anyone Damn. can get a job. And and it's crazy because I used to manage stores before I was a teacher, and it's really hard to hire. But if like there's no one hireable, like you just have to get by, I guess. But Walmart will hire like an entire staff of people that could not get a job even in Target or or like another big box real retailer. And they and the store it's okay until you have a problem. You got to ask for help or talk to someone. It's kind of how Home Depot is by me too. Now that I think about it. Funny. I used to uh, manage CVSs, So I know how that feels. I'd, uh, I used to do the overnights. And I had a lady who would uh, drink airplane bottles and fucking mouthwash. And I would be like, guys, you got to give me somebody else. They're like, we, we don't have anybody and we can't have you alone at night. I was like, so you're giving me drunky McDrunkster over here. <laughs> She would drink mouthwash? Yeah, when she couldn't get alcohol, she would drink mouthwash. Nice. I've seen yeah. that on um what's that intervention? Some some lady would do that. She was all fucked up on scope or whatever all the time. Yeah, that's just horrid for your body. I I I, I would never be that desperate, but I she was drinking mouthwash and holding it down, like not vomiting. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. She was she was hardcore alcoholic. She would drink like a, a fifth before coming into work. I, I caught her so a few times and sent her home. That's not even like edible alcohol, right? That's a different alcohol. That's like hand oh, sanitizer. Yeah. Alcohol. It's, it's horrible for your liver. It's horrible for your liver. Listen, <laughs> there was a... They, they, alcoholics have even been known to drink fucking uh, vanilla extract. Like was they, there was this woman that. drunk on vanilla extract in the store. They locked that up by me. Even when I was a kid, the vanilla extract was always locked up. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like 14, 5% or something. There, there was a supermarket wow. right across the street from my high school. And um, they, they would lock up the, um, or you'd have to ask for it. I can't remember. But yeah, you couldn't buy it. Just walk in the store and buy it because they knew kids were um, just looking for anything. Oh, wow. I know out in um, like Kentucky and stuff by where my dad lives, the meth problem is so bad that even the batteries are locked up because the battery acid is the catalyst to make meth. But uh, I've never heard of locking up uh, vanilla extract. I did see a show where there was alcoholics and they would do uh, enemas, too. So your breath wouldn't stink, but you could still get really tanked up by giving yourself an alcohol enema. But I take it that's uh, probably pretty bad for your for your body. And that that's going to hit you hard. <laughs> yeah, man, a vodka enema, clean you out and get you hammered. Damn. Sounds like something a TPK would do. Oh, <laughs> damn right. Oh, yeah, that's like that's something. Gonna be- 
that's got to be in the metadata where like preferred preferred alcohol absorption it'll be like it could be rectal or ingested too far. Uh, I've heard of coffee enemas too. What? Uh, a really? coffee enema? What is oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I heard this. Is that, are, are they ground up or are you getting like the liquid? <laughs> I think it's the liquid. <laughs> I think it was something to do with the, it was a model and she didn't want to uh, like her teeth or whatever. Didn't want to like yellow her teeth. Oh lord. Oh yeah. And she would do it in the shower so it would just come right out. But was it to like wake herself up or what? No, I think uh, she liked the, the caffeine. Oh lord. This was a story I heard from a from a, a guy. So, yeah, I I don't doubt anything. People stick anything anywhere. Huh. Hey, all in the name of vanity, I guess. Keep those teeth pearly white and not get the stains and get the little. I think if you give yourself an enema, no matter what what it is, you're probably going to wake up. So, um, I guess might as well be some Folgers. Sorry, this is this is going downhill really quick. Okay, so uh, anybody well, got some fun fun facts to share? <laughs> I, I actually uh, had something to say. What do you guys think about uh, uh, Prop Fifty Seven passing on Stargaze, and then now Prop Fifty Eight is getting no when it actually looks better than Prop Fifty Seven? I, I haven't looked at it. I would like to hear what other people have to say I, though. What what yeah, is the prop? I, was say, I haven't either. I'm not that familiar with it, to be honest. So I don't want to just make shit up. Yeah. Well, I, B, I, kinda, I was about to say Bees knows a little bit more about it. Uh, so I try, like, yeah, I'm, um, you know, you may, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all. So I feel like at this moment, I probably shouldn't say anything. So. No, next. we want you to say not nice shit, please. No, no, please. no, no. I have to I have to be careful, um, but I just feel a certain way about it. And I just think that. Um, well, in your most politically correct way, please explain to us um, people outside of the loop and then we can make our own judgments from there. Can I pass on this one? Come on, bees. Just give us at least the rundown of what, what's going on with them. How about that? Chris. Well, well, fifty-seven passed. Uh, so, so there's there's nothing you can do about fifty-seven. It was basically um, they wanted to bridge F users over, and via Lavana, and they were going to make another wallet and um, reward people who, I guess, moved. Am I saying this right, bees? They moved over. They were yes. get rewarded three thousand stars. Yeah, they get rewarded the three thousand stars. Um, you know the gas. You know to to I guess essentially they they're trying to bring the red dragons from Ethereum into uh, Stargaze as an experiment, and anybody who had a red dragon on Stargaze will get three thousand um stars in their wallet as you know a way to bring uh, people from Ethereum into Stargaze. Okay. And then this is pa this passed via community funds and stuff like that. And uh, now 58's not going to go through, which, I mean, I guess it's the same thing. But So what's 58 then? Hold 57 on. 57 was bring let, dragons from Ethereum over right, Stargaze. And then hold on. You let get 3,000 stars as a reward. That passed. So what's, the, what's the difference between 58 then? 
Hold on one second. I'm going to pull it up so I can so I can cite it correctly. But if somebody else wants to talk so there's not like dead silence and I feel the pressure of the world on my shoulders, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're doing we're, we're all talking here. Like, the, the, don't think yeah. that you have to relay this information exactly correctly. We all have to do our own research and read. And it's just an opinion from you. So it's not like this is set in stone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm reading it right now. Go for it, Jay Smiles. What, what's 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 going on with it? Oh, I haven't really finished, but it's oh. the same on, <laughs> onboarding and of uh, yeah, the Ethereum NFT community. Let's see. Okay. Which one do you think was written better, Chris? I, I think fifty-eight was written better, in, in my opinion. Um, I, I think they could have done a, a little less stars, in my opinion, for people. Uh. I, I, it's tough. It's tough because you know we want more users. We want more people. We all want number to go up, but we all don't want number to go down because we're giving stuff to people that are just gonna, you know, sell it. Not saying everybody's gonna sell, but it, it, it's just hard. You know, well, in the situation where we are right now, the, the there's a big there's a big to do with the saying that Stargaze isn't ready to receive the Ethereum community yet. And that's why they feel like this is kind of like not the opportune time or whatever. And um, which it kind of, you know, they don't have, you know, a search button. There's a lot of things, you know, things that are missing in the Stargaze. I love I use Stargaze all the time. I love it. But I, I know that it, that it can do some upgrading, you know. And so I think that maybe that's another reason why people are like, well, if we're going to be giving how many how how much total did it come out to? Uh, uh, like. Three million or something, four million stars or something like that. I believe. Oh, no, but it, it's it, it is like I think important to bring some ETH people to Cosmos, but it didn't seem to work very well with Edmos. And yeah, we we benefited because the APR stayed high for a long time. But those are the people that probably would have bought Edmos anyway because there was probably a lot of Cosmos users there. And I, I don't think the ETH people are showing up right now. Um, I would like to see stargaze a little more appealing and visually i use it just fine but if you're coming from OpenSea mm-hmm. and you go to use stargaze you're going to be like hey this is not like just click 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 buy my nft it's a li- little it's a little um clunky I would, say, I would say raw it's a little raw but they, they're doing lots of upgrades weekly so you know maybe, maybe putting it off a little bit would, would make sense i don't know I, I guess i don't really have a strong opinion either way if, if it's community funds and the community voted I guess just like we got to spend the funds on whatever they voted for. I don't know. Anywho, oh, Sunnyside, it's Bonzi. Yep. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? What's what's what up, what's doing? Not uh, well. Not doing bad. You know, just Friday, and then um, I actually did have some input uh, on this because. Uh, uh ruin he actually came into the starty discord last night and did kind of a voice chat with everyone there to kind of answer questions and just be like very upfront because they you know they didn't expect this to be such a hot topic and you know they're doing a little bit of damage control so uh, he was very open with his responses so i can at least like i think i can provide at least some good background info on kind of the situation thank you Please and thank you. So, yeah, that'd be a good talk. I was there last night, too. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, 
So yeah, I guess I'm not positive about number 59, um, but I know like kind of, you know, the background of what he said was, hey, you know, we didn't think this was going to be such a hot topic. Um, one of the things that's going to happen is that these funds, they might get allocated right away, but they're not actually going to be available to use for, I believe he said, at least two months. It's probably December or January where the actual distribution of the funds would be. So he kind of said, you know, it like, if this prop passes, there's nothing stopping people from putting up a new prop that could either nullify it entirely or you like they can reduce the total amount of stars given per address. So while it has passed, you know, it can still be taken back and there's still time to do that while they work on that. Uh, the other aspect is, is, you know, a lot of the features inside of the marketplace are there could be more right there could be more functionality uh because this isn't going to actually go live for two months a lot of those functions from my understanding should be implemented into the stargaze website and marketplace by the time it actually would go live thank you i didn't i didn't even get to hear that or even know that that meeting was going on so i'm so glad you came up Yeah, no worries. Uh, And that one was something that uh, Graphene from Stardy had actually just talked to Ruin and then requested in their Discord. So it it definitely wasn't widespread, but there was a ton of good information, I think, in there. And Ruin kind of, you know, explained the Stargazes team's thoughts and, you know, how to improve it and took feedback and really just listened to everyone. Hey guys, I I um I just kind of want to real quick um do a reminder just before I forget. Um I pinned up a pumpkin carving contest. This one is across all of the Cosmos and Polygon ecosystems and they're doing big giveaways and basically you are car- you you do a, you carve a pumpkin, take a picture with um with the uh hashtag crown space apes. And then you can submit it right on Twitter. There's like directions right up top. If you're interested in winning, there's a lot of pri- a lot of prizes. So I don't know if it was something uh, you guys would like to look into. But that's all yes. I got on. Very, very cool. Yeah, I will. When I do my pumpkins with my children, maybe I'll I'll enter that and try and see if I can uh, uh, win. My pumpkin carving skills are pretty on point. You know, I bought the little five dollar toolkit to properly carve them last year so um i'm no hack but sunnyside what's up man how was uh everything with the the mint going any updates anything you want to share anything cool going on over there well so this one honestly i'm pretty excited with like how the island has been going i think like a lot of people um the hardest thing for us has been kind of like advertising all the like weird quirks we put in and how everything ties together um it's still a challenge but like the island mint itself especially on a loop i'm actually very happy with it at this point uh doing the rebates help push it a lot further halloween i won't lie i botched it i thought the idea of dropping it out of nowhere was really cool 
it turns out in the space you need to hype stuff up um so that one we're working on more ideas as always you know we're going to burn any remaining supply on um november 1st and we're just gonna kind of keep pushing it along i that one like i'm that's still my favorite collection we've come out with um i, I but i'm also like a massive horror movie buff fan and otherwise regarding the project i have about five messages uh from different developers on upwork and fiverr that i need to check here in the next hour and Hopefully we'll get the Unity game developer on here soon. And this part has taken longer than I thought. The uh, scheduling times with people from, I think, like Ukraine, Pakistan, UK has always like been a challenge. That fucking time zones are always a pain in the ass. So I'm sitting here in the background chatting with uh, my dev and, and he's in Sri Lanka talking about, you know, how his basically his economy is falling apart and there's civil unrest going on over there. And um, yeah, it's always, you know, that's what makes this tough because you're dealing with people all over the world and you're getting messages all throughout the night. So you first thing like, you know, I've got a day job. So first thing I'm doing in the morning is getting up and just reading a hundred messages that I've received, you know, throughout the middle of the night, trying to catch up and do that on the bus the whole way to work. And, get caught up so i can <laughs> basically do the same shit all throughout the whole day right it's that's why it's uh it's definitely a grind man um but uh yeah what do you, what are you gonna do but um yeah we're getting we're getting closer to our launch on on loop too but the the marketing that you mentioned that's always the marketing the utility all that stuff it's it's so hard people don't realize how hard that is to try and convey what you're trying to do and get all the little quirks out and, and relay that to people and ex explain how everything works. Um, a lot of, the easy part is, seems to be putting the collection together. It's all the other shit that really makes um, NFTs tough. All the little intricacies and details. Yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally agree. Uh, like one of the things I'm worse at is definitely like the patience aspect. Um, once we get the collection ready, I'm like, well, let's drop it. You know, like we spend all this time putting it together. Let's drop it. Like I'm not good with the, all right, well, now we have to, you know, kind of tease it for a bit. Then we have to like wait a little bit longer and hype it up and get that pre-visibility beforehand. Like, it's not my niche and i i mean like i've definitely learned that after the latest one and it's going to be something that i'm gonna definitely put off of my plate probably on to king of memes but yeah no it's definitely all the like upkeep on the side and getting that going is interesting i've definitely liked some aspects though of like what we've learned from it and it's always a learning process yeah, we've done it where we've just dropped completely, like, no real, I don't know, now looking back, I don't know why the hell we'd ever do this, but we've done it where we've created them and just dropped, and just like, hey, we put something out there, and yeah, and it sold like 10. So you definitely got to put the time in to do that additional marketing and, and trying to build up that hype, 
And sometimes it gets really monotonous trying to do that. And it's a pain in the ass, but it's, it's well worth it. It's well worth it in the end to just do that. And that's what we're trying to do now. We've been trying to reach out and collaborate and work with uh, different people and different, try and bring in a larger audience. That's, I always say that that's the hardest part, especially with Cosmos, trying to onboard people from other ecosystems, get their attention over to the Cosmos, because this community keeps growing and growing, but the, the NFT community is growing at a lot faster rate than the actual liquidity that's coming into Cosmos. So you're fighting for a, a smaller share, um, and every, every launch just seems to get uh, tougher and tougher. So it's it's really a grind and i hope with this our new collection with the tpk we 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 capture something that really resonates with the people and um yeah the we're we're trying to break out all the stops and and bees is is doing a really good job in trying to help us to um spread out to different communities and get involved with things that we weren't uh previously involved with so we'll see how that goes but well, oh, the joys, the joys. And for from our own perspective, like launching on Loop, um, I, I've I don't know if I like really talk about this th- that much because it was kind of like one of our, uh, it was like kind of one of our like initiatives that I wanted to test as an idea, but like didn't want it to be like a forced idea. Is anyone in our discord system like they've noticed we started using this ticketing system uh, because we're on stargaze and we have our standard collection that we regularly regularly like to promote um we kind of use the bridge between stargaze and loop as kind of this like funnel into our discord with like the rebates and the you know gin island get uh, stargaze free and that I think has probably been the most valuable aspect to our loop launch. I can probably say we have, um, you know, it's not a big number, but like between five to like 10, you know, people that will regularly talk up and chat who weren't there prior and kind of like making this like BOGO rebate ideal, like idea be required to join the discord um it it is a barrier to entry i get that like you probably get less mints than just discounting the price right away but it has definitely helped our engagement a bit and i think that's probably the most valuable aspect that i've noticed and i'll like loop it's a smaller community but like there definitely are people that are interested in loop that weren't previously aware of stargaze i guess is what i'll say yeah that's what we were kind of hoping when we initially went over there it was i was hoping that we could get attention from some of the um you know ex terra community members um that was initially it was like it was just a whole different concept and we've you know we're all about trying something different so we were hoping that hey we could capture um because on Stargaze, it seems like, you know, it's the same audience over and over again. Um, and once again, you know, just looking to try and expand that audience and, and go somewhere different and try something new to potentially capture, uh, you know, more of the market share from a different perspective. 
is definitely what we were going there for. And initially, I liked the idea of the tokens, but now we're moved away. We're not even going to do the tokens, right? So that we can do the swap and burn mechanism because um, if we do the token vesting, then you wouldn't be able to just be able to easily swap and burn them. And some people were pissed off about that, but we've talked about that. People don't realize that we're sitting there buying. We have to buy those tokens and then basically pass that charge on pay pass that price on to um the the end buyers i think people people make a lot of assumptions in life and especially in nfts i think people are just thinking that loop just hands these tokens out to to us to attach to the nfts which is definitely not the case you know that's kind of what i Listen, when I first heard about the tokens being, you know, attached to um, uh, NFT, I thought that that they were partnering with it with the NFT and essentially doing like an airdrop until it was explained later on to me that, no, you're essentially prepaying for your tokens um, that are, you know, you get the they get vested released, you know, they get um, released to you, you know, during a vesting period. So um, and I have, you know, my thoughts on that, but. Yeah, we got some, we got, you know, some feedback from people, uh, you know, oh, now you're not doing this, you're letting us down, blah, you're terrible, we're the worst ever, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think the sunny side, you came in and commented on that. And, and and I appreciate that. But yeah, it's it's not like that at all, right? It's just an additional cost that would have to be passed on, right, for us to try and make any um sort of profit at all so i'm going to use that platform and um, skip on those tokens but still like the platform and it's just it's completely different because when you launch a series you're doing all everything yourself right you're, you're coming up with all the ideas loop kind of brings this team approach where they're bringing in different people and they're trying to help with marketing and price setting and different things that you're used to handling yourself so it's been a little it, it's been completely different to be honest but um you know hopefully we'll have everything ready here here soon and and, and launch and see how the hell it goes so um we're hoping for we're excited about it so when we've got good people like sunnyside and traders and sky monk who always just really great people and in, in helping us in the background with like i said lessons learned things we should do and things we shouldn't do pitfalls to avoid etc yeah i i can definitely say like that um the fee structure like going through like that rebate that i did um i forget if i mentioned it but like loop had issues launching our collection that was on their side so they ended up reducing our fee so after that i was like well, we could have priced these so much lower and we didn't know that till after the fact. So I, it took me, I think all of last Saturday, I had to reconcile every transaction and figure out like, all right, who public minted? Because uh, when you stake them, the, the, the NFT doesn't stay in the user's Juno address. It goes to a contract. So you need to track down that contract, go through that contract, which also includes Sky Monks, Traders, and every other token that gets staked. So, like, I went through all of that, and then, like, uh, 
we just auto kind of did a refund to everyone because with the reduced fee, we like, we're like, all right, well we can lower the price. So we ended up doing that and that was like a massive undertaking, but I'm, I'm definitely happy we did it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and great by you for, for doing that. Um, it, it, it shows a lot on, on your part, but yeah, I can imagine that was a fucking pain in the ass to go through that. Anytime you're digging through like wallets or mint scan or doing anything like that, it's just so monotonous and a pain in the ass. But yeah, I think, let me be honest, as I always am probably too much, but fuck, I think when Luke came in, they were looking at higher price points and they thought, hell, we can charge a lot more for these. And I think they're learning that we can't, we're in a down market. This is cosmos. This isn't, this isn't Ethereum, right? I mean, the price point is a lot lower. So, um, but you know what? Yes, ma'am. Um, the, um, you know, the other day and as of late, I've been hanging out in other spaces and a lot of people have been cross pollinating now because Ethereum uh, NFTs are hurting real bad too. They're not, you know, as as high as they were. Solana NFTs are doing better than um, Ethereum NFTs, strangely enough. But um, I just think that people are starting to realize that, you know, now that they're doing free mints or they're doing reduced price mints uh, on Ethereum as well, you know, this is like the perfect time for us to go and, and you know, talk about the cosmos over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we need... I keep saying this, I'm a fucking broken record. I'm an old man, whatever. But we need more liquidity. We have to bring in that new liquidity in here. Um, it is really, really tough. And I mean, it's just almost fighting for scraps over here. Um, so any additional people that we can onboard is is well worth it and, and getting the word out. Let me ask y'all something. What do you think about those free mints do you think doing something like that is ever um worth it or do you think it's too gimmicky um i yeah, for anybody i've seen it where it's like a very popular trend and it tend to help the floor price a lot of those a lot on those projects uh the most recent one i can think of is the hua hua punks you know they weren't free but they were very close to being free and yep. now their floor price is up significantly. Um, I, I think the thing is, is it's successful right now and it's a timing thing. Um, if two, like if everyone starts doing it, that's when it's going to just die out as a trend. Cause everyone, it's, it's going to be like, well, no point. But if you can kind of strike while the iron's hot, then it's it has potential. But I don't know if Stargaze is like, I don't know if it's generally as effective on Stargaze. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of hit or miss. I, I'm not sure what drives the project that are successful. I guess I'll say that. Yeah, I've, I've thought about doing it just because why the hell not? because we've never done that and I don't know how much we'd gain from it, but um, I don't know. I've just seen other people do it and I've just thought about, Hey, is that something that we would ever do? And what were the real benefits to doing it? Yeah, I don't know. We probably lose money. 
I don't know. I guess you could ha- charge a higher royalty or something like that if you just gave it away, if you yes. put it out there for free. But I would almost look at it as that's like a marketing cost. Um, if you could generate some buzz around that, would that be worth the the cost of it? And and I don't know the answer to that. Um, but yeah, if it generated a lot of buzz, shit, it might be worth trying. I think it's pretty gimmicky, to be honest. But it, with these collections, sometimes you got to be gimmicky. Like I keep saying, it's tough out there. It really is. It really is tough. So I don't know. I'm just floating that out there. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. I'm definitely no, no, no. It's, I'm like excited because it can go l- like either way, whether it's good or bad. My husband is really involved with like NFT, um, uh, NFTs on Ethereum and stuff, and uh-huh. you know, you know, doing free mints and you know, picking, finding projects. And so there, um, you know, there, you know, some are good and some are bad, right? Um, but if you can generate the right type of hype, you can get a, a huge, um. You amass a huge following to get your free mint all the way minted out and then just the the trading and have utility and stuff attached to it. Example, there is this um, project called Sad Times and it's on Ethereum and you um, basically it's a satire thing. The project owner, he owns a... um, a clothing company. It's called Satire, and it was inspired by COVID nineteen having to be inside. It's called the Great Indoors, so it's all like luxury loungewear. And so he also he attached these like sheep NFTs that he's gonna that he's releasing. And at first you had to pay for them. Well, we all thought you had to pay for them, but he had already created this huge huge like plan for everybody. He had um newspapers that way way before uh, he released his NFTs newspaper called sad times just a bunch of sheep just following each other and and doing this you know doing different things and trying to break the mold and you know he they have amassed such a huge following right then all of a sudden he said okay now that you know you guys are in you people had to grind to get a whitelist and by grind is like be a part of the community and then all of a sudden he just announced okay the the, the mint is going to be free but before he announced that he, the mint was going to be free he showed the high quality of the nfts and all the partnerships that they have garnered. And so this mint is going to be free, but with all of the hype and everything that was drawn from, from talking about this way before the NFT was released, uh, being in, in different uh, circles and everything has, has made the, the little economy they have there just huge. So I definitely think there is something to be said about free mints, but as long as they're rolled out properly and there's a solid foundation um, project underneath. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a little gimmicky, but I don't know, just just thinking about that. And I've always thought about that since I saw it. I was like, because a lot of times you see it, people are going nuts. But is that just really short lived and people are like, eh, um, yeah, I don't know. But we've, you know, I'm always down to try something, I guess, and um, always want to try something different. I don't know if that would be worth it, but uh I, I think it could be fun. Nonetheless, if you just look at that as a, as a marketing cost, and hey, man, people love free shit. Let's be honest. People love free shit. So if that got people talking about your collection, I don't know. I guess it'd take a while to see if it was actually worthwhile or not. But, um, you know, we, we spend, we, we do some stuff and, and it flops, right? And um, to be honest, we've had stuff that wasn't that successful. And it's like, man, well, I've, 
you know, if that were free, I bet it would have been a lot more successful and it probably could have been better than, you know, only minting out, you know, a small percentage of the entire collection. So we should take a poll. Rusty, you should ask. OK, everybody um, in the audience, can I can I take a poll? I'm going to if you think that a free mint is a good idea, throw up a heart. If you think it's a terrible idea, throw up a um, I don't know, some kind of hand gesture. <laughs> Middle finger. <laughs> Yeah. Haven't you guys already been doing free mints? With a, with no, that's inexpensive. <laughs> we've done air we've done plenty of airdrops. We've probably done about four or five airdrops. Uh yeah, which is yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't those a lot of times are just surprise, like, hey, check your wallet. You've got something in there. It doesn't generate that same hype. And True. usually what we do with the airdrops is it's usually just like a pixelated version of something we've already done, um, which is fun. I think people like that, but there's just Love something it. about the think about the hype and stuff of saying, hey, we've got a mint coming. It's going to be free. And then attaching, you know, the utility and stuff to that. Um, I, I, it's, it's an idea that um, it's intriguing to me. Like I said, I know it's gimmicky, but shit. I mean, it, it, times are hard, you know. It's so the so the utility um on the uh for the sheep or whatever is kind of yep. cool. You get fifty percent off as long as you have their NFT. Fifty percent off all of their luxury loungewear. I mean, that's kind of cute. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, that's not a bad deal at all. So. Um, but yeah, if you did the utility on those things and you you did a higher royalty and you could, you know, those could, you know, you could give back all that royalty to to the the holders of those. I don't know. That's not a bad idea right there. Or holding those could get you, you know, um, a whitelist. We're trying to do we're trying to make it so that if you hold any of our um any of our NFTs, right? That that's a ticket to get a free whitelist spot for future collections. That's something that I've always liked. And then also, you know, it, it gets you, you know, potential airdrops and stuff like that. So um, I, the whitelist, I, I love adding that in there. And it's a pain in the ass, let me be honest, to collect whitelist spots. So I've always liked it. Hey, if you hold that, then we'll automatically grab that. It doesn't mean you have to purchase anything. But you're automatically be in on that um, potential whitelist. But the problem is with doing that is you don't know how many, how much interest, right? The thing I like about whitelist is you can figure out how much interest there actually is. If you're just throwing all of those in there, you're really kind of blind to what that um, interest for the collection might actually be. But um, but I think hell, if you've spent money on a product, why not? Um, you know, give that person the the benefit of that and be able to get it for a lot cheaper. And we're really trying to do all of our whitelist spots at 50% off of a regular price. So like for the TPK, we're looking at, you know, right around $7. So, I mean, we're really trying to be super affordable on this because times are hard. Um, and we're, we're, we're trying to, we want to sell out the collection. Um, we're not trying to get rich. We, we we don't make that much off a lot of these collections, but trying to really generate some some buzz with this collection, something something different, and provide some really great utility. And then, real quick, I'm about to hop off because I got to get back to the day job. But 
let me run over. So for the knots, we took a lot um, because the commission discount on that piece. So what we've done on that, we, we're bringing the utility back. It's just not via the, it's just not via the commission discount. But the structure, we've done the math. We know that this will return more to the knots holders than before. So what we're going to do is all the royalties from all of those will be put into a treasury that will be distributed to the knots holders. There will also be from the proceeds from our two validator nodes will be put into a treasury and those will be distributed to the mega knot holders. So to get that mega knot, you'll need you'll need to hold five unique knots and do that and you will be airdropped a mega knot and that will be the crown jewel of the knot series. Those will only be airdropped. Uh, so it's going to be pretty, it'll be pretty cool. So the air, the mega knot holders will get the royalties. They'll get the royalties from holding the individual knots and they'll also get the proceeds from the, from those validators that go into the treasury and we'll figure out a disbursement schedule on that. But those will go, all of that will go out and then you'll get the whitelist spots and then the airdrops. And then anyone that's staking to Rhino and that partnership, those funds, they never come to us. That will just be used to help with the NSA series, which all the proceeds will go to that artist. We won't get a single drop from that. No money, no nothing. But we're going to, working with, the, working with that artist, try and encourage them that for the supporters to give them whitelist spots and to airdrop a piece to them as well as a thank you for helping them launch this and get all the proceeds and get everything so um, they don't have to worry about that, getting that first collection off the ground. And then the same thing with TPK, we're doing the royalties, 100% of the royalties will be going back to the holders. And we're also looking at these, we're also looking at kind of like this kicker, right? If we sell out, Say if we sell out in a certain amount of days or something, then maybe we do like a 7% kicker. And um, so 7% of the mint will go back to the holders. We're just trying to add utility. We never, people thought that we abandoned the not series. We definitely didn't do that. It's, um, it's just times were tough. The, the, the loyalty to the blockchains wasn't there like when we initially launched. Um, but also at the same time, we're not, People just think that's all we should do, but that's not all we want to do. We're not in it just to to do knots. We have other ideas. So that's the direction we're going. Um, there is that greater utility all the way around, and it's easier for us. We avoid some of the stuff of the – when you get involved in the validating and stuff, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes shit that people do not see. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of kind of BS and – um, I'm not going to say backstabbing, but there's a lot of weird shit that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. So anyways, this is the the new utility. We're open to different ideas, but we always want to have something that benefits the actual holders of this. So, um, you know, once again, I apologize for people that thought that, you know, we were banning this and um, not at all, just revamping it and trying to come up with something more useful and avoiding a lot of the BS that was behind the scenes. Um, so anyways, I've been rambling on, but, uh, Jerry, I saw you hopped on, uh, what's going on, bud? Can't hear you, Jerry. Come back. No, 
He's cruising around in that minivan somewhere in the mountains of North oh, Carolina. He said, you know what he said? He declined to co-host, so maybe he has to. <laughs> oh, look at that. Given the cold shoulder. Um, okay. Well, um, oh, there. Oh, hey, Sonny, sorry. Hey, I, so I actually had just a future idea. I don't know if you guys Absolutely. had this or not. Um, for you guys' kind of swap and burn feature, I don't know what it would look like, but I think a really good idea would be maybe in your Discord, you have a wallet with like a prize bag and gain, um, you know, maybe a certain background with a certain item in hand. If you get that, then you get a random NFT out of like that wallet. That way everyone can kind of see what's in that wallet, what the prizes are, uh, just as a way to kind of like continue to encourage the idea of swapping and burning and getting, making it more of a game, like as you're going through your mint, uh, just, I think something like that is kind of cool. So how would that work? So say like we've got this wallet, right, with all these different NFTs. Um, but what would, are you saying like, okay, so for a week we say anyone who swapped and burned, we're going to take all those addresses and then kind of do a random raffle or something? Is that what you're thinking? And so I haven't fully fleshed out the idea. Uh, I, I'm just kind of spitballing here. But like, oh, yeah. yeah, so like you can see, what everyone minted right um and then you can kind of just like you take and i'm trying to think of the best way to do this because like it's hard there's a lot of manual tracking involved but it's something where maybe if you're like hey if you have two knots with this background so they don't necessarily need to swap and burn right but then a lot of people won't have two with that background where then it's encouraged to swap and burn to try to get that combo. Um, I, I realize there's like a lot of other decisions that need to go behind this. And it is pretty like manually intensive on your guys's side, but just kind of like adding a goal to it too, I think is like a huge boost in terms of, you know, it won't get outside like low, uh, moderate interest people, but like the core community, I think, would really like something like that where it's like, okay, cool. So I mint it. And then if I can get this kind of combo, I can win, you know, maybe a mega knot like free mint from a, the upcoming mint, or maybe like, you know, there's a few grand prizes like a space ape or something like that. Uh, just things like that yeah and and you know this it the the engagement after the mint is what you're kind of we're we're really after right and that's why we've talked about this but the swap and the burn feature is is we think is going to be really huge or we're at least hoping that it's going to be huge because oftentimes you mint something and then you're like yeah okay well what now i'm on to something else and you're really trying to retain maintain that attention of the um of the community so i like that idea i like any sort of idea that maintains the community's attention and keeps them involved um and there's value after the mint so i i, I love that idea i love all just different kind of ideas and and what can we do and and how do we do things because it's always constantly 
like I say, it's it's pivoting, adapting, coming up with new ideas, and um, trying just trying different stuff. So I, I I do like that idea, and we've got plenty of uh, NFTs and and great things that we could do to keep that that customer engagement, if you will. So Jerry, hey, uh, what's up? There Rusty. you are. Rusty. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I think my connection's working now. Did um Lockmal now he. Here's the deal with the swap and burn. Uh, originally, it was going to be you could have three random, like, say, common cards, and then you'll get a random rare card. Or you could do three of one kid and then get the same kid of the same rarity. Is Lock? I wonder if Lockwell's making it so we can do both kinds of swap or if we have to do, like, just the one type where you have to have three of the same, which would be really hard, I think, to collect you know, three of the same kid right out, right out the door like that. Unless like, you know, we can get that swapping community really engaged. It's, it's going to be tough. I know he was initially working on that, but uh, I'm sitting here, we were talking to him in the background, but he's saying, you know, his biggest issue with creating that right now with loop is that loop doesn't have a test net to test these on. So um, that's his biggest concern about that. So it, it, we'll we'll see. I, I don't have a good answer for you on that, Jerry, and we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. But it looks like he says he's close to having that finalized. But if there is no test net, and maybe Bonzi knows, how do we test it um, on loop? So it's <laughs> uh, I, I'm not certain of how we're going to do that. Uh, I the worst the Lord the last thing you want to do is put a product out and it doesn't work. So um we'll have to i was gonna say test it out but i i don't know we'll have to figure that one out jerry yeah i can at least say going from stargaze to other chains not having the usual tools of being able to like snapshot and the hubble for what like where people were moving things and like which ones did we send out for free? It was like, oh my god! Like I have to just go to Mint Scan now <laughs> and browse. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's that's a real pain in the ass. All the Hubble tools really can help a lot, like tracking royalties and doing these other things. Otherwise, it's just super manual. Um, we've gotten pretty good at doing a lot of that, but it's still. It's a pain in the ass. It's that monotonous work that goes in that a lot of people don't see. Um, just how much effort goes into um, doing certain things. Like even the commission discounts, that was all done manually on the back end. And it took forever to do to do all that work. So it was really, really time consuming. Um, but yeah we're gonna do it and, and i mean i think it's a great it's it'll be a great tool but um we're learning this is our obviously loop's brand new so we're gonna we're we're learning as we go with loop but um hopefully that's a success because we want to maintain that like i said that engagement with the with the mint afterwards and in this collection and make it it's cool because it'll be deflationary and you know hopefully that that will maintain interest and create higher value because even if you don't swap and burn, the cards you hold will still become more and more rare as, as other people do burn. So even that common, that first level, the lowest level will become uh, more rare. So it's exciting. It's, I, this is something we can use with all of our collections moving forward if we choose to. And um, 
it's we've seen it work with some other collections as well too so i'm really excited about it and i think jerry is too yeah you know i'm excited i'm sitting here in the minivan and um i'm thinking what if what if we did something special for the people who might collect say 10 10 different kids out of the 25 or 15 or even if you had like if you got the full set of all 25 you know you can really play around with it especially since this is going to be a collectible card series you know like garbage pail kids was and um you know this is this is our inaugural series uh series one with the first it's actually going to be 26 kids i believe in, in the first pack but um yeah we can play with rewards and giving back and you know as the community grows around it we can um grow the prizes and the gift backs uh, yeah absolutely absolutely and you know we've talked about doing just all these just different one of ones for certain people you know we're trying to get the community engaged with the different facts that we're adding in like the urinal cake facts oh, oh uh, it's not urine cake <laughs> n- that no no one wants urine cake now urinal cake everyone wants one of those but uh <laughs> um yeah, we, we, we want to keep that engagement. But um, all right, I've got to jump off. I've got to get back to my day job. I've got a lot of shit on my plate. But um, thank you all for um, joining. I mean, feel free to obviously keep hanging out, but I've got to hop off. Um, but really, really appreciate the the love and the sport and anyone hanging out just to listen to us talk is, is always really appreciated. So I hope everyone has a good weekend. and. Like I said, feel free to keep going if y'all want to, but I got to hop off. All right. Well, um, I'll just keep it open for a minute or so longer while Jerry's here. And, and if um, anybody has any questions, we can just wrap it up or um, you guys can throw up your hands. Okay. Or if Thanks, Jerry y'all. Something. Thanks, Rusty. Talk Rusty, to y'all later. You did a, you did a great job. Good job, Rusty. <laughs> uh, uh, Thanks, Ta-ta. Dad. Ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good lunch. Gets, he gets two minutes to eat his tuna fish sandwich now before he has to go back to the grind. Hey, I That's wanted it. to ask you, Bees, uh, um, is there another like uh, chat room I'm supposed to go to to talk about knots? I saw you post it earlier. Oh, no. Um, actually, I um, the sign-up sheet for that Flight Force 4 thing I sent you, is, uh-huh. um, you just have to go in there, and then it'll show you the available time slots. I think there's only two left. And you can go in there and, you know, pick your time and then, you know, stare your five minutes um, about the TPK and the cards. Okay. Yeah, I, I can do that. Um, it's better when you just you just do it and you say, Jerry, go here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit like Biden. You just got to point me towards the podium and, and I'll do the speaking. <laughs> but uh, I'll look at the time slots and see what's available. Yeah, I just want to make sure that because I don't want to just... Um, quiet hey kid stop that's my um english bulldog he's um i think he's inbred but i love him so whatever well um yeah rusty did a great job uh covering everything i I like this little power lunch thing that that he's able to um do and, and cover uh things as they go right now we're working we we just created the we did the common card we created the rare card uh, now we're working on the Epic card. Um, and it's cool. We got different backgrounds for each rarity. So, um, it, you know, the cards have different frames, different, like, uh, the stars and the logos in the upper left-hand corner, corner. Um, 
and then every eye color is different according to the rarity too so if you kind of like do the crop circle thing with twitter make it a profile pic people will be able to recognize the rarity of your card immediately just based on the eye color so um you know i wanted to make it easy for people to recognize rarity levels because you know it's an important thing you know nfts are things that people invest in and um you're proud of them and you want to show them off so I really wanted to make that easy for people to recognize the rarity level um, that that people hold. Well, that's cool. That's really interesting. I never thought um, of doing that as a rarity. Like you can just look at it and be like, okay, if the eyes look like this, then it's that's actually really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. The the so the epic the epic level is kind of cool. They're like either uh, sort of like pink or like I want to say fuchsia. There's like there's two colors. There's like a pinkish one, and then there's like a fuchsia, like pinkish purple color. It looks cool on the kids, um, but yeah, um, our artists did a great job of making like eye color as an as a as a trait, a characteristic that overlays the character itself in, in the um, creation of the characters. I, I like it a lot. And then the the legendary is going to be gold color eyes because they're legendary. And then the OG ones. Uh, if you guys remember OG, there's only one card. By that point, all the other cards have been burned, destroyed. There's only one of that kid left. So the OG cards are very special. They were created by another artist, and they're very high level, high detail, very unique cards. Um, when all the cards are burned out, that OG card goes out to the owner. Uh, so yeah, it's neat. You know, every, every time we talk about it, a little bit more and more, I get excited. Like at first, I'm like trying to like understand the concept. And because I, I, you know, I had my garbage pail kids and stuff, but I didn't trade them. I was like, hell no, these are all my cards, you know, but I liked my cards and um, and I did see other people trading them. And now, like you're explaining the trading, um, trading them in and, and the rarity, it's actually becoming more and more like real and more. I'm, I'm actually getting a little bit more excited because yeah, at first I was like, I'm excited, but I'm like, I just want the because I like the card. I love collecting things. I like having like full sets of of, of certain things. Maybe that's a weird thing, but I like it. No, you know, I, I agree with you. And, and I love having uh, full sets, too. That's why I was like, man, you know, what if people don't want to just do the, um, you know, what's funny, too, bees? What if somebody has, like, 24 or, or um, has, like, almost all the rarities except for one? And then, like, you have to negotiate to, like, swap that last card with, like, another player. That can get really interesting because... You know, as a swap and burn mechanism occurs and becomes deflationary, there's going to be less and less cards out there. So you're actually going to have to negotiate with other owners and like actually trade like, hey, I'll give you two of these for one of those. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see how that goes. So will they have to be trading like peer to peer or is there going to be like a trading mechanism? Uh, well, we're going to. Yeah, it's going to be peer to peer. And Lockmel is working on that, too, where people can like you know, for fair and safe trading where people can each put in their cards, they okay it, and then the swap occurs um, just so you don't have to worry about getting burned. You both put in your cards, you both approve it, and then and then the contract goes through and you swap your cards. So it's uh, it's neat. That's cool because I was like, uh-oh, I get kind of nervous. I did play a game where we were trading cards, but it was like on test net. So I was like, ah, whatever. They were, they were airdropped cards and we're playing this game and I wasn't really worried about it, but if I had to pay for them and I have to like, make sure like to trade to the right person, I'm glad, I'm glad that that website's going to be up or that platform is going to be up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to do it through our discord or 
I'm thinking it probably will have to be like um, a link to a website where the swap and burn occurs and also the trading occurs. Lockmail's really, um, really smart with the, you know, back end stuff on websites. So it's probably going to be like a site where you both go and you trade and you you make the contract um, legit. You know, I get that idea from Roblox because my kids would play that and they got burned so much. You know, Roblox is great for life lessons because the number of times they got burned from people. And this, this was the deal in Roblox. A kid would be like, I'll give you. Uh, two of these, I'll give you my legendary and my common for one of your like rares, right? And they and my kid will be like, okay. And then the kid the the kid that's doing the trade says, okay, I'll send over my common first. Then you send over your epic level. And so they send over the common. Then my kid would send over the epic. Epic. Well, guess what? The le- legendary would never come, right? So that that's that's the burn. Like you're you're tricking somebody by saying I'll send over two and you know first I'll send over the little one and then the more rare one I'll send over later. Well, that more rare one never uh, goes and then you get burned and it's a great life lesson for my kids in, in learning how to deal with scammers. Thank you, Roblox. Um. So now that we're we're approaching, uh, well, actually we we're, we've gone over the hour. Is there anything anybody else would like to ask? Any questions? or um, would like to talk about before we close out uh, this uh, chill space? The not chill space. Rusty's, <laughs> Rusty's power lunch. This is it. All right. I think- okay, I guess we're good. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. We're going to be doing this twice a week during, during uh, Rusty's lunch break. So usually a 1230 Eastern show on Tuesdays and Fridays. So you can just hop in. It'll be about 30 minutes to, you know, an hour. Um, actually, no, that will probably end up being an hour every single time, but because we all like to chat, but um, we can come in, hang out and talk about whatever we want. All right, guys, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Thank Take you, care. Gary. Thank you, Rusty. Thank you, Chris. Job, Thank peace. you, POA. Thank you, Tin. Thank you, Jay Smiles. Thank you, Bonzi. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Take care, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Knott's Chill Space, hosted by B-Bands, recorded on Friday, October 14th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are abused like a problem stepchild, ruling the coop with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles, a comfy padded room where I'm walking my best smiles. So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving them up with a platter of bait behind the curtain up with the curse it's absurd to swerve it letting these nerds know the wait was worth it i'll perk it up while i serve in some bullshit this ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth it's getting on my nerves so let's make them feel nervous I go to 
tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is a goon from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So I get down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy Sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind You gotta wash a brain and erase the time Now shut the fuck up while we wait in line Ten spaces.